How do I survive the winter? Mm. How do you survive the winter? Mm-hmm. Gotta, so when the summertime coming and you up and you lit and the shit jumping, you gotta be thinking about the rainy day. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what you do? For me, my biggest thing was like, okay, cool, I gotta go back nine to five. And then I just gotta make my business process more efficient. How can I run my play without me being there? What's going on, everybody? With your host Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Well, welcome to the show. Let's talk about a podcast. Uh, we got my brother. Homeboy, yeah, friend of I don't know how many years, but uh, as long as we've been living here, long time, yeah, oh yeah, so like seven years, yeah, yeah. seven years, almost maybe. eight. Yeah. Reese, Reese of Reason, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Reese of Reese Alexander, right? Just to, real quick, bro, just tell the people kind of your background and, and who you are, real quick, so they yeah, know. yeah. Um, Reese Alexander, uh, Columbia, South Carolina, born and raised. Uh, met Mount at the, at the Iraq. Um, <laughs> what that is, Peachtree Industrial. <laughs> 2016 um and really just been out here man grinding ever since really just trying to uh just chase my dream man came out here to chase a dream and just been pursuing it ever since been successful had failures been successful so it's just it's a roller coaster but it's it's going good it's a blessing and we here how how did you bro how did you get to atlanta because you originally from south carolina so yeah. How the hell did we did you get here? Or why Atlanta? Yeah, so, why Atlanta? So I said I told him, man, just Atlanta just sound cool. Like, you know what I mean? He's just like, I'm going to the A at the school, but like really that was it. And my older cousin had moved down here, so it was just like me and my brother used to be in college, like, man, we're gonna graduate, move to the A and we're going up. Mm-hmm. And um, both of us out here now, we going up and it's uh it's happening. Uh-huh. So in college, my senior year, I worked for Enterprise mm-hmm. already, but I was an intern basically. So they was um they offered me full time in Myrtle Beach. But I'm like, man, nah, I'm, I'm like, y'all can put me a good, good word in for me in Atlanta. Can I hear right out the interview? <laughs> I think it's important to talk about relocating in the sense of like following passion, following dreams. But one thing about moving to Atlanta is like you got to be strong to stay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of people look at moving to the A and they see people, a lot of people start don't to have make success, it, boy. or they start to see like. There's a facade for sure, especially if you're not from here or you're from a small town or something like that. And it's like when you see people who you know have moved and relocated to Atlanta, and you think they're winning or you know things are going well because of course it's all highlight reels Atlanta, anyway. Right? It's Atlanta, mm-hmm. you lit, and it's like then they like oh, I'm about to do the same thing, but then it's like, can you talk kind of a little bit about how real mentally tough you do got to be strong to be in Atlanta and actually like stay here because like you said, a lot of people don't make it. Atlanta beat my ass. <laughs> I'm being for real. I'm, Atlanta beat me up for the first. Atlanta still beating me up, <laughs> but for the first three, like for the first two, two, three years, or I'll say first three years, 2017, 2018. I Atlanta beat me up so much. I had to move back home. I moved back home for six months. Mm. A lot of people don't know this. All my friends was outside with. They had wrote me off. I'm like, y'all coming back? I'm coming back. And niggas always say they coming back. They told you they gonna come back. Niggas don't make it back, boy. That's I was determined. Fact. I was determined. I had to. I went home for six months. Atlanta beat me up. You got to be strong, bro. 
You got to be strong. You got to think about it. You out here, you by yourself. You don't really know much. You know many people. Y'all my family. Mm -hmm. You got to think about it. Like, y'all the only people I know. Y'all the only people I hang with. I still keep in contact with y'all to this mm -hmm. day. Yeah. I don't talk to nobody else out here like that, for real. Mm -hmm. My brother done moved down here. I got I got an old lady. Then what I do? I come out here. First thing I do, what I do? I have a baby. Oh, yeah. So, let's, 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 let's do have, that. Let's man, talk about that. First see. thing you do when you move out here, you out here outside. Too outside, bro. <laughs> so Too you, outside. you end up with a baby. Now y'all don't even understand when I say in, like <laughs> when I say baby, I mean like interview. I graduated college May what May seventh. I moved down here May twenty eighth. I ain't playing. I'm like I'm going to the A. Like boom, boom, boom. Right. That's how we all stepped in. Yeah, facts. So we moved May twenty eighth. I found out I was having a baby. God. First day in the A, bro. No cap. This is a real story. Like, first day in the A, I found out I was having a kid, bro. So, like, that alone, just like, damn. I'm like, well. First thing I said to myself, I'm like, at least I got a full-time job. I don't yeah, know. I'm right. just trying to think of the positive. <laughs> I, I can take care of it. But, man, it was just, I was a roller coaster on his own. Like, me back and forth with her mom. Um, that had stressed me out so bad. I hated my job. I can tell you, I used to walk into work miserable every day. I literally hated my job. I Listen, could not stand to be there. There was a time when Reese would come into work and it looked like the, it looked like his whole soul was out. It's like, bro, what the hell is going on? Now, we all hated. Mm -hmm. We all hated it. But it was a different hate. But it was a different level. Like, he wasn't showing up to work. Like, he would come to work late. Like, he'd pull up about 8 o'clock. Had to be there at 7.15. <laughs> Had to be there at 715. I'm pulling up at 730, man. I think I said in the interview before, like, you want to be more than what you are at the mm -hmm. time. Like, you just working every day, 12 hours a day. You're getting beat up at work. You don't got no, like you say, you don't got no time for you. Me and Mike, I talked about you in the last interview, too, really? about me, you, and Jordan, how we all end up at the same branch. And mm -hmm. we had the, you know, same vision. We was connected all, That's like, some, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I was saying, me and you walked in the same show in, in uh, Columbia. Mm -hmm. We knew the same people, Trav and oh, Trav and them. That. that was wild. I'm like, damn, I'm right here. I'm like, okay, that's, that's crazy. Jordan come in. <laughs> what do he do? We, me and Jordan meet at the airport. Jordan gets sent back to our branch. Literally. Me and Jordan, uh, Jordan went to went to Benedict in Columbia, and we all just, oh. you know, what I'm saying, oh, dang, we crazy. all started reason together. Enterprise, Literally, uh, you see what I'm saying? So it's just like only way you gonna make it out here. You gotta be focused. You can't get caught up in the hype. You can't get caught up in the clubs. You can't get caught up in all the fine women. You ain't never seen as many fine women as you gonna see when you come out. I, mean, I got lady and all. I'm just being real. I ain't no, that's real. real thing. I'm just saying, like, if you ain't focused, all that can get to you. Mm -hmm. If you ain't focused, all that you can be at the club every night. You can literally go up every night in Atlanta. <laughs> Facts. No, you can literally go up every night. Like what I'm saying, especially every... when you're new and you're not like you from Columbia at that. You nah. know what I mean? Like we've been in Columbia. You know, I got a lot of friends that grew up in that area, and it's like when you're from a small town. For me, I was more so like a sheltered kid. So it's like when you go to college and then you move to a city like Atlanta, it's like it's easy to get caught up in doing the things mm -hmm. because you ain't never done this stuff. Right. You know what right. I mean? Especially if you ain't got no clubs like that or nothing like that. We used to be at Hole in the Wall all the time. Hole in the Wall free. I remember, yeah. Hole in the free, about $5 at least. Yeah. Well, I ain't going to pay no, I ain't paying $40 to get in the bitch every Hell night. Hell no. And down at 11 you know what I'm saying? Hole in the Wall, we ain't finna pay. Hole in the Wall, man. $3 <laughs> drinks, man. Hole in the Wall, you sent me lit. Imagine we stayed out in the clubs and we weren't never, locked, we ain't never locked in on a dream. Mm -hmm. I remember a time me and you being at work 
and Britt at the crib and she working. I don't know what Britt doing at the crib. <laughs> right, right, right. right. She's scheming up something. She's scheming up something, but she don't know why she got the whiteboard out. I don't know what she doing, but that shit about to work. And look what it turned into. You see what I'm saying? Literally. But what if you was burnt down and you just out here like, I remember one time you was uh, at the studios hanging out trying mm-hmm. to, what if you was burnt down and you were just chilling, chasing that dream and chasing the club and chasing, man, no. <laughs> what you had to do, you had to lock in and get focused. So only the only people that's going to really take their life serious are going to survive out here. Because if you come out here and you just get, you you let all this shit sway you, you you're not going to make it. So when you had to kind of like, so so I guess you, let's circle back to when you talk about, it kicked your ass so you had to go home. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't want to talk about that. A lot of people don't share it. A lot of people don't tell the truth about. It. Sometimes you do have a little redirection mm-hmm. to get you back on track. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of talk about why you why you went home and then what you did while you were home to get you back here. So May 2000, 2018, I quit my job at Enterprise. Mm-hmm. I couldn't take it no more. I walked out. <laughs> Y'all live. I remember that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So like much. I walked out. I just I, I it was just it was just to the point I couldn't I couldn't walk in there no more. Mm-hmm. Like it was like I I was just like pacing before I would I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I remember I had I had ran up to like Atlantic Station, and I and I was pacing in a in the parking garage, like I can't do it. Almost like almost like, like I was going crazy. Yeah. But I was just like I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I walked back in. I quit. I just told him I said I can't do it no more. Oof. And I just and and from there it wasn't like my life spiraled. But I had a fashion show coming up. You remember that I had yeah. the show. And I'm like, yeah, I had so much hope. I'm, like, I'm about to make it. I'm about to make it. I'm gonna drop the line. I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna be rich. <laughs> but a month later, I was broke. <laughs> I was flat broke. I had no savings, no nothing. So that went on for like uh, that whole summer, and I was just grinding. But I had heard so many stories of just like you know, you gotta couch it out. You know, couch to couch, and just right. you know, live on the edge. Rags and and I, was, I was going through that, and I was just like, you know, I had so much hope. But I wasn't I wasn't strong enough, man. I ain't had no foundation. I ain't I ain't had no I ain't had no bread, first of all. I ain't had no crib. I was sleeping on my homegirl couch in her living room. I was it was just it was just bad. It was just literally just bad and I couldn't do it no more. I just said, man, you know what, I'm gonna go home. And my mom like, you know, come home, you can go. I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go home. Cause I can't do this no more. Like it's just it's killing me. I'm so depressed I can't even roll out of bed. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my youngin earlier today about the same scenario. And at that time, I'm still going through problems of not seeing my child and everything. My daughter, mom, had up and moved five hours away to like Charleston, South Carolina. So I just felt like empty at this time. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, my kid gone. I quit my job. I'm down bad. I'm really feeling like the worst. So me going back home like was breath of fresh air. Like my mom, she kissed and licked my wounds, fed me, nourished me back to health. And it was just time for me that I got right with God. I got grateful. I really planted myself. I came back. I, I had a plan when I came back. I got a job. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was just really like, all right, let me go back home and get myself right for me. And then when I come back out here, I got to have a different plan. I know that I got to have a job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know I can't be out here jobless mm-hmm. and brand ain't taking off yet. I know I got a lot of hope. I know I got a lot of potential. I know mm-hmm. I can do it, but I just can't be out here putting that stress on me because it'll eventually break you. It's self-inflicted. You see what I'm saying? You got yeah. hope. You believe in yourself and you know yeah. you can do it. Yeah. But when it's just like, all right, now nah, this shit getting heavy. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Month over month, everybody ain't that strong. Nah, you see that's what I'm real. saying? No, heck no, everybody ain't that strong. And I think what we talk about a lot of times, like, because there's so many casualties when it comes to this entrepreneurship game. Mm-hmm. Everybody think that they need to be a full-time entrepreneur and never have something outside of that to sustain them mm-hmm. and for you I, me- I mean i remember you had your apartment and everything like that so when you eventually i guess left town and, and went back home mm-hmm. it was that time to recalibrate and kind of mature mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a humble humbleness ab- about it too because 
we have a great idea. We think it's going to make us some money. I want you to talk about how when you first started the clothing line. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, let's, let's go back. Why did you even get into fashion in the first place? Because I remember when we first met at Enterprise mm-hmm. and you saw you told me that you had an interest in fashion mm-hmm. and you was already sewing and stuff like that. I was like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah, he, yeah, literally, he taught me how to yeah. sew. Remember that? Like we was in your apartment, you teach be, me how to sell. Spoke. Yeah. yeah. What was it? Oh, be, be simply dope. dope. Be simply dope. dope. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Damn, talking about old. Sell. Talking about a sew. I bought my sewing machine. I was like, all right, cool. Reese done showed him how to sew. Yeah. Like, exactly. We gonna invest into this man. He gonna she literally me. did. She literally did. That's a gym for you women. I'm just saying. No, nah, you was going, but no. Nah, what what made me get into the clothes? Man, I had always been in, into the clothes, like. Me and my brother, uh, my mom had always just really like mom and pops for real, but pops for sure just getting the swag from a man from 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 pops. But mom just always like making sure we in a nice little drip, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Y'all put that on. Oh, woo, woo, woo. we going fashion show in the house every every Christmas, mm-hmm. every before school we going. Man, I, I'm having it on more than you having it on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right in the house though. This is in the house. This is like well, you know what I'm saying? This is not like you no know, with no friends. This is literally how we raised. So just just from that alone, like we always just been on the clothes, want to be fresh and whatnot. So when it came to college, and I actually started like making clothes, mm-hmm. like I bought a sewing machine and started making clothes. Like it was just like, oh damn, like people rocking with me. Fast forward, when I come out to the A, I'm just like, okay, cool. Like when you buy here, in, be out here in the landing, you just see a Bentley right beside her, right there on the road. You're like, hold up now. If they could do it, I can do it. So that was the biggest thing. Like I call it the city of hope because you have a lot of hope out here. I think Atlanta, Atlanta definitely exposes you to a lot of stuff because like where we from, well, mm-hmm. I can't speak for you, but where I'm from, everybody works for the government. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. D.C. is all about getting a good government job. Mm-hmm. And so from an entrepreneurial standpoint, like even in the music industry, like Atlanta's just such a dope melting pot for entrepreneurs in general. It don't matter. I've seen people come down here and be lit in the music industry. People be lit in the fashion industry. Um, people be lit in the TV and film industry mm-hmm. um, and just entrepreneurship in general, like just business. But all in Atlanta, I think when you're in certain cities, like for like I said, in DC, it's all about governments. Like I know a lot of people that are successful. Most of them, they got good government jobs, mm. or they work in some form of fashion within the government. And so I think sometimes when you have a place like Atlanta, I think it's really underrated. Um, we fool though, so don't. <laughs> We fool. Um, but Atlanta is so, uh, what people think about it, I think is really true. Like Atlanta, New York, LA, these are places where you really can go and get your footing and you start to put your put your mouth where your dreams are mm-hmm. and be able to start to create something to build something. But you're in a place where, like you said, you can walk in. I mean, literally our first start in business entrepreneurship was off of a DM for somebody I started following because they lived in the A. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm following Maddie J, found Justin because they're just entrepreneurs in Atlanta. And that's something I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that one connection, that one follow, that one DM led to, you know, a whole lifetime of building something over the last, uh, what did we say? How long have we been here? Jesus. Seven, 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 seven eight years. Seven you know what I'm years, saying? Yeah. So you talk about seven, eight years. Um, but it's just from having the opportunity where you work. Because you just talked about it at home. That ain't that ain't happening. Not happening. You're not I I don't really think I've Man, ever seen only a time you meet a celebrity if they come nah. do a concert at town hall or the radio they up at the radio mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying it's it's always something like that back mm-hmm. home yeah, I sure. hear like you literally walking down the street being in a restaurant Regular. and they sitting right there literally right walk there up and shake your hand make it happen literally or you looking at their store and you're like I know exactly where you at I'm actually in the fabric store talking on the phone like man yeah man that guy exclusive game man. I need to get next to him and I turn over and he walks through the door. 
That's crazy. In the fabric but you, you know, it's not like a no fan, but it's just like, whoa. That, I mean, your that would have never happened it, back home. Your worst power for is Jackson. I feel like it, make it, it makes you think like I'm on the right track, too. The though. right places. Like, I mean, you yeah. think about I'm it. in the yeah. same place yeah. this dude's going mm-hmm. to get his fabric, then mm-hmm. I'm obviously... In the right following place. Following a blueprint that I don't even know I'm following. But it's the same thing. Like when I used to work at 11th <laughs> yeah. Street Studios, when I used to work at the studio, and yep. I remember like being at home watching Love and Hip Hop, like, dang, look at Scrappy and blah, blah, blah. And I remember one of the first, I was an intern. I walk in, they like, yeah, we need you to go get some footage for the, for the studio, a Scrappy in Studio B. Boom. Like, okay, okay, yeah, okay, right. Okay, it just happened. Like, damn, that just okay, happened. Okay, exactly. Carrie, I remember one day I pulled up to the uh, to the Yelp. Carrie Hilson was parked right next, and the G wagon was crazy. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. But I think so. You said something that I think I, I want to touch on that's really, really powerful that people don't talk about a lot, or people, especially when you are pursuing entrepreneurship, with you coming back, like, I know I need to have a job. People feel like they cannot build their business with a job, mm-hmm. they feel like they can't be. The entrepreneur, if there's a job, they feel like if I didn't have a job, I could do this, this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. Now, I do believe that you and Malcolm have different circumstances because people don't understand enterprise rental car Mm -hmm. job. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? People don't get that. You know, I don't consider y'all quitting y'all jobs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because enterprise is crazy. We thank y'all for the money that y'all gave and put into our, our businesses and invested into our households. But Enterprise is another beast, and I'm not speaking from somebody who worked there, but somebody who knows plenty of people that have. But people really feel like they can't do both. Like, I either have to be a full-time entrepreneur, or I have to work. And if I work, I can't even, I'm not even fully entrepreneur. It's a side hustle. It's like, why, like, talk towards, like, that whole aspect of, like, because like you said, it was foundational for you. What is the vibes with entrepreneurship and being able to work? Still, you gotta kind of do both, man. It's just so many scenarios. I say, if I didn't have no kids right now, I probably could be still out here burning out, mm-hmm. like no job and out here woo woo and like yeah, don't moving. know where the next one gonna come from mm-hmm. and just moving. Yeah. But now it's just like, damn, nah, yeah. I can't even play like that. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Because it's gonna be summer, gonna be the up. I'm gonna be up in the summer. People gonna be going on trips. They're gonna be spending money. Fall gonna come around. It's gonna get slow. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. I gotta be able to compensate for that. So when you start to think your way through it, you say like, okay, cool. If I was playing sports in college, right, I'll have to get up at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. I have to go do workouts. Mm-hmm. I'm have to go to uh, maybe early practice or whatever. I might go eat. I'm going to go to class all day now. All day. Literally. Then I'm going to go to practice. Again. And then I'm going to go to calf. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go home and do some work or whatever I got to do. And I'm going to do it all day again. Now, I just told, I just, I just explained you how we, I just executed on two jobs. Facts. All, you know what I'm saying? For, some people did for four years, right. five years, whatever. I just explained you how I just executed on two different jobs. Mm-hmm. So when I say now, it goes back around to your execution and your discipline. Mm-hmm. Now, can you put yourself on that same regiment? You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Can you say, okay, I'm going to wake up. Before I go in at 9, I'm going to wake up at 5, and I'm going to go over this. I'm going to crunch these numbers. I'm going to get these posts prepared. So by the time lunch break hit, I can just roll this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Right. You see what I'm saying? You got to start thinking of it like that because you can't just say it can't be done because it got to be done. Nah, you know, here's what I found when I left my job, right? Because I left my job. Last time I worked, a full-time job was right before I moved to Atlanta. Yeah, I about but to say, yeah. in I my mind, it was like... When I left, though, like, my first mind was, like, especially being young, and, of course, in hindsight, is this is the stupidest thing I've ever <laughs> But I was literally, like, I'm coming out here to be an entrepreneur, but my mentality was, like, I can't wait to wake up when I feel like it, and I'm going to just be yeah. kicking it all day. I'm going to go out with the homies. We at Hole in the Wall. I'm at the studio for free till 1, 2, 3, 4 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, like, logically... 
we feel like it's sometimes you feel like you're going on vacation. You know what I'm saying? Like when I leave my job, it is what I'm about to be able to do all the things. And I agree with what you said. If you cannot manage your time with the job, it's going to be 10 times harder for you without it because you haven't mastered what to do with a little bit. So now that you have a lot, you know, so typically we talk about that when it comes to money. But when you cannot master the small periods of time that you have, it's very, very difficult for you to manage a you lot. Got 24 hours to what? yourself. To yourself, Britt. You ain't got to get up. Do nothing. You, you don't got to get up. That's hard. Ever. It's hard. You don't have to it's get up. Definitely, it's different. You know how like, hard it is to get up for yourself? <laughs> I ain't going to hold you. It's hard, hard to get up for yourself. For yourself, yeah. No. I should tell myself, like, Reese. No, you know, you got up for the white man. You need to get up. <laughs> man, listen, man. Listen, man. When that seven o'clock hit, and you know ain't nobody firing you, and you ain't getting in trouble behind none of this, but that's when that discipline come in, bro. How you gonna hold yourself to that one? I want to ask you this because for me, when I left, when I left Enterprise, I tried to think of what things I could apply in the business that we were go- that, that I was, I was going using. In- yeah, that I was going into. How could I give myself an edge, a competitive edge to, to be able to make me more money? Mm-hmm. Because when we was at the airport, things was hustling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was he was hustling like crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I understood customer service mm-hmm. then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So what, what was the, what was some of the skill sets that you use in enterprise that translated into you now starting your own clothing line and, and fashion line? Customer service. Yo, what? Number ESQ one. out, boy. <laughs> Through the roof, boy. Yeah, people hit me up like, yo, customer, man. Thank you for the customer. Because I'm... I'm, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm on your ass, boy. <laughs> I'm, you ain't even expecting to be this professional. Like you ain't even like you ain't exactly. you I'm cool. I'm posing. I'm having chains. I'm dripped out and using slang. You ain't expecting me to be real corporate on that DM. Yeah, really like yeah. I got you on my own. Take care of this. Blah blah blah. <laughs> like that customer service piece. I took that. I snatched it. Mm. Um, when you talk about sales and just being a competitive and just like going out and get it. Man, I got, I got, I got to come back and click the board. I got to sell some coverage. Mm. You see what I'm saying? When I say that, I mean like I got to sell a fit. Yeah. I'm in the DMs. I'm reaching out. I use another tactic from. Uh, I was at a call center. I was at SDR. A real company got 35, 25 to thirty-five people making seventy-five to hundred calls a day. Mm. Jesus, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? A day, a day. This, so a real a company, year? a multi-million-dollar company. I know a guy. He owns a company. He just sold for ten million dollars. Is that account? Is account software? He has twenty-five to about uh, thirty SDRs in there, making seventy-five to hundred calls a day, calling out to get people to make a decision or whether they're gonna say yes or no on 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 this product. That's crazy. And you yourself, you're not getting up, and you're not at least hitting out, hitting a hundred people. You mm. got a whole. You got a whole. Um, what you call it? Uh, y'all, your follower? How you ain't hit a Barry follower? Mm. I still hit. I man, wait, let it, let the trap get slow. You gonna see recent <laughs> your DM boy. You gonna see recent man. Just know. I'm, so when you talk about grabbing qualities from the job and nine to five, you gotta you, you ain't just there in vain. Every job I go to, I learn something. Mm. I done been through a couple. Every job I go go to, I learn something, and I and I literally I apply it to my business because that's what it's for. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? So and that's that's the only way you're. Cause you you do have a business. This mm-hmm. is not no play play. This is not no uh, side gig. This is not no no uh, mom and pop like oh whatever. No, this is a real corporation. Start treating it like, like one, and then start building it building it as such. Mm-hmm. Even with y'all, like how y'all went, man. How y'all niggas, boy? Excuse me. <laughs> y'all boys went crazy. <laughs> Coat following. <laughs> you yeah. Coat following. But what I'm telling you is y'all 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 y'all, y'all use 
professionalism and mm-hmm. the way you speak to people and the way y'all gave presentations, y'all didn't half ass it and play around. I know, y'all I did know. it at a high level as if no. we were sitting in the corporate office down there on Alpharetta and, we, and they would have yeah. came in and given the speech. It's yeah. the same way y'all was running it out and that's what's going to separate people, you know what I mean, when you yeah. talk about entrepreneurship or even a clothing brand or any company you got mm-hmm. is how... Is how you um how you present yourself to the customer. Yeah, I, I always knew, especially with enterprise, like because you meet so many people throughout a day, that the first impression was the most important thing. Yeah. So you see a white customer, they come in there, they already on ten, mm-hmm. especially if they waiting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you if you don't feel presentable, if yeah, you don't yeah, look presentable, no. if you ain't speaking the right way, tone of voice, all that, all those tone. Reflect inflection and stuff like that. All that stuff matters when it comes to selling a product and things like that. So that that stuff I took, and I was even telling you uh, things. Not tell me he was like, "Yo, you would kill it at Enterprise." I, I was like, like, "Yo, you would get this crazy. money at oh Enterprise. You girl, would get this money my, at Enterprise." I know you would. Uh, my student cut you off. I'm sorry, but my girl just got a corporate job. Really? She going crazy. But guess really? what? Same kind of grit. Like I, 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 mm-hmm. I see it. Like when she, when she, because she was a full time entrepreneur um, doing. Um, Body works, uh, so like post op work and stuff yeah. like that. But I just saw how she was just so good at like just like customer service. She was professional. She was on top of her stuff. To like when she got into like uh, she's a recruiter, a healthcare recruiter, mm-hmm. going crazy. Oh yeah, I'm talking about just like I'm like damn. <laughs> like, well, I wish I had you. You know what I'm saying? I wish I was you was my employee for something because you just you y'all just got it. Like y'all just y'all just good at stuff like but that. But it's just well, one women are just really great. Shout out to all the ladies. Um, yeah, I'm not no, gonna definitely. lie. Like it's definitely. it's just a, it's just it's like when you especially if you learn from a man. Mm-hmm. What I've learned in entrepreneurship and business is like when when women learn from men. I don't know. It's just kind of like there's just something different about how we. Flip that thing and do it. It's just the I don't know what to call it. See, that's crazy. You said that because I ain't gonna. I wasn't trying to take her credit, but from my management experience and being in sales and being in corporate America, I would literally when she would come home, she would tell me about her product. I'm like, baby, this is what you need to go to work and do. No, mm-hmm. you need to come in. You need to execute like this. She and came you, and turned that and thing up. She went crazy. Do you understand? Mike used to give no. me sales tips. Yeah, from yeah. enterprise. Yeah. I was like, all right, babe. Like it's not like like I, I hear what you're saying. Like you did a great job, but this is what you can kind of could have tweaked about it mm-hmm. to make sure that you got the customer in. Mm-hmm. And then Mike will tell you the last. Three years of it? Culture. Going crazy. Like, I'm like, ain't nobody getting on the phone, off the phone with me and not wanting to Mm -hmm. do this. Ain't nobody leaving the room having heard me Mm -hmm. and not wanting to do this. Even now with, like, some of the stuff that I do, um, working with some coaches on, and I remember talking in some of these rooms and they like, yo, just because you talk, some of the times off the fly, didn't even know I was about to do it, Mm -hmm. whatever, but because of them reps and I've been doing it for so So long. long. Mm -hmm. So now I done came and sat in the room, talked for 10 minutes and, and, you know, you telling me like, oh yeah, I just got three new clients. Mm-hmm. You know oh. what I'm saying? Not saying it was for me, nothing right. like that. But you know, it's a little cherry on top, mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff like that. And so, you know, I think I think what you all just talked about is like major keys, major value. But now, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, if if I'm starting a business or I'm growing a business, looking to scale a business, but specifically in the clothing brand space, what are some of the things that you would tell somebody um, to actually start to do? Because what you just talked about, even like. How how do I get the clientele? Because that's what people talk about all the time. I'm working on a new business too, and I'm like, all right. Even with the podcast, you just said something. I'm like, my mind is turned. I'm like, oh, I'm about to. All right, mm-hmm. you gonna be subscribed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I think one of his, I think one of Maurice's gifts that I don't even know if you know, like you, you're a master networker. Mm-hmm. Like you work a room. Mm-hmm. Anytime you go into a room, somebody either you already know them mm-hmm. or they're gonna know you by the time you leave it. Mm-hmm. 
That's real. So it's like how if I if I'm starting for sure, bro, you're fire. Um, and if I'm starting a clothing brand or if I'm starting my business, what are some of the things that I really need to do to start to build up that clientele base? It, especially if I'm on social media. Like, what did you do? What did you do? Because what did I do? Because you started from scratch, bro. I remember we was in the apartment. You, it was me, you, and Jordan out here. I don't know what we were sewing up. We were sewing up something. Then you came up with the name. All three of us came with the name Reason. We was like, yo, that's it. Yeah. I remember Mal text me. It was like, Reason. Bri- Reason. Yeah. Reason. Like, Reason. You know what I'm saying? talking about it. What time are you coming home? Bri- how you saying, Bri- <laughs> Reason. Like, what are you that's talking about? It. And what time? But that's how we felt when we came up. We was like, that's it. That's it. Like, we was like, oh, this is the million dollar play. Like, right here. Like, this is going to take us out of here. Right here. Reason. <laughs> we had the E and we was like, we had the little, it was special. <laughs> We went, you know what I'm saying? But I think from starting a brand, how did he get people to? So first, I think the biggest thing is just a product, a product that you believe in. The way you push it out, the way you market your product, the way you show it to the world, do it at the highest level possible. Now, once you drop, you got to just keep pushing and you got to just know that your product car and that, you know what I'm saying? And if it's not hard, I mean, be real with yourself and take, you know, little critiques, but don't listen to people too much because I had products that I dropped when I first started and people were like, nah, that ain't it, that ain't it, it sold out. Mm-hmm. No, that ain't it, that ain't it. Ah, oh, damn it. And then it go sell out and then everybody wanted it and they're thinking I'm the hardest person ever because I made the product that somebody just told me right. that I actually trust and I believe in. I take, you know what I'm saying? Right. So the biggest thing is just locking in, focusing on your product. And once you got there, do it, make your product look like what you're gonna see on on the commercial when it come across the screen. That's like weird. if it ain't if it ain't holding up to there, then what you, you know what I'm saying. You don't want to just drop anything. You don't want to just uh, just throw it on the ground. Like I see a lot of people like drop a clothing line, then you just they just posted their brand land on the ground, landing on the floor, <laughs> land on the floor. You right? Yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? right. It ain't earned out of nothing. They just throw it on the floor. Yeah, yeah, new clothes. I'm about to drop. I'm like, whoa, chill out. You see Pets. what I'm saying? At least make sure the flow look nice. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But little stuff like that, mm-hmm. it means a lot to people. And then also, uh, anything with branding, making sure that your brand, your personal brand, who you are, is intact because people buy from people. And that's something mm-hmm. you'll learn in sales. If people, mm-hmm. Anybody in sales heard that before. People yeah. buy from people. So who are you to people? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if And if you're going to go brand, how are you going to drop a clothing line and you ain't fresh? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't know what I'm saying that's in the real. sense of. That's real. So let me ask you this. If I'm not fresh, right? Because, you know, because I guess fresh is up to interpretation of the person. You don't know whether mm-hmm. you are or whether you aren't. It's up to the interpretation of somebody else. That's true. Bro. You don't know. True. That's not true. <laughs> that's people. You, if people think they're fresh, they know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's the reaction that, that you get there. If you drop yeah. something, it's not about the You drop. know what I'm saying? Like, if nobody not, ever told you you was fresh, don't be out here. First of all, y'all let us come out with them little capes with the little opening. You remember? They was fly back then. They was fly back then. People wanted it. But that's not my point. My point is, it's like, you you may think you the coldest dresser in the world. That's true. Facts, you know what facts, I'm saying? Facts. So you can't necessarily say, like, if you're not fly. Like, a person might not know, but they still might have a good idea, a good product. Do you feel like you might need to go get people to wear your stuff? Influencer marketing is serious. Listen, that put you through every time. If you're not the one, put it on somebody that is the one, and then they're going to make it hard. As you talking, I'm starting to remember some of the grassroots stuff that niggas was doing that I don't Like, it's crazy because... You'll be pull, you will make something, you'll make something of your own mm-hmm. that you that you, you thought was hard, and you would literally go to a party in the city mm-hmm. with it on. With it on. Mm-hmm. With your own stuff. Literally with it on. And, and you know, mar- you was marketing that way, obviously. You was telling people like what you do, like, mm-hmm. like yo, I sew, I do this, and 
you making me remember that, Mom. You know what I'm saying? You remember when we used to pull up to these I was thinking, I was parties in the city? I was doing photo shoots at y'all crib on that one. Yes, now, literally. In fact, I was taking With your the pictures. guitar and everything. I was taking your picture. Yeah. Wait, I forgot. I was taking you see what I'm saying? pictures uh-huh. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Literally. Terrible lighting. We ain't got no light. Made it it's happen. yellow as hell. Made it happen. That's crazy. But but one thing I didn't notice that he, he always had attention to detail, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He always had attention to detail, folding something the right way or mm-hmm. whatever it is. He had an eye for it. Mm-hmm. But he was like a walking billboard. So anywhere he went, he made sure he went to where people were. That's true. I got something for y'all. If you're going to get into something, know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. I was already liking the clothes. I was already liking photography. Mm-hmm. I've been doing photography exactly. since I was 11 years old when I had a Kodak. I got my first Kodak camera. Exactly. I already like, you know what I'm saying? Like all that. I, that's what I, I was in, interested in. Mm-hmm. I wasn't just picking something like, yeah, I'm about to go do this. <laughs> so you got to just know what you're getting yourself to, immerse yourself in the knowledge and educate yourself on uh, on that. That's just the answer I would give. Immerse yourself in, in that, educate yourself and understand it fully. And if you don't understand it fully, understand it enough. That when you go out and present it, you can have a, a foot to stand on. Yeah. A lot of people might jump into something and they don't know nothing. A lot of people don't survive because they like they only knew a little bit and they ain't know the rest. Oh, you know true. what I mean? So, and it happens. I, I am a lot of people. That's you funny. see, but it's just real. Nah, you see what I'm saying? Sure. Some people can make it. They can fake it to the making, and then they learn on the back end, and then it'll all come together. And niggas don't know how much it costs to do that stuff, yeah. especially if you're not the like when you're going from a manufacturer standpoint mm-hmm. of like, all right, because that was our issue. It's like, yo, I got a pre-sale because this costs a lot of money. Pre-sale, and, I ain't no pre. What? And pre-sale so scary because just don't know. So what? What are best practices if you're about to drop? So let's talk launch. Uh, I want to talk a couple of things. I want to talk about launching, and then I want to kind of talk about what you talked about in marketing and how to get in front of people. But first, if I'm dropping a product or I have something that I want to release, like what is the best way to get it in front of people effectively where it actually makes sales and, in your case, sell out? Well, what I did was is I put it on me. Mm-hmm. Boom, it hit. My photography was good. My content was good. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you saw that reel and it was slow-mo and I was coming across the screen and you just like, Damn, this shit is the actual visual is hard. Yeah, facts. Now, also, not only the visual hard, the clothes is hard. Mm-hmm. Now, only the clothes hard, like he hard. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Like just in general, like you know what I'm saying. So if you, if anybody's starting a brand, okay, cool. Like how you gonna make this shit look all the way like full circle? Like when you drop your, your lipstick line, are you just gonna just drop anything, or are you gonna you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Are you gonna really you know what I'm saying? Put it together. If you, I don't know. If you gonna sell houses, you are gonna be a realtor. How you how your how your um the picture's gonna look in front of the house when you showing up a house is you gonna have a blurry camera or it's gonna look glass people don't want to mm-hmm. say that I'm about to spend uh, I don't know four hundred thousand dollars on the house I don't in the first picture I see it's blurry <laughs> you gotta think about stuff like no, that that's marketing real. of that's your facts. product is that's huge real. you that's see what real. I'm saying and if the big corporations doing it like this you might need to be doing it somewhere similar to them mm-hmm. and, and, and mind you I keep going back to that everything that anything that you do I don't care the people use this. Same model in sports. Mount, you was a thousand point scorer mm-hmm. in college, athlete. There was somebody, a, 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 a star player that you looked at and you modeled your game after. Uh, even if it was just somebody back home that was very good, you mm-hmm. looked at them, you studied them, and then you said, okay, cool, I'm going to work my way up to here. Mm-hmm. You never just came in and said, I'm just going to throw out anything and then I hope it worked and then get mad if people don't support you. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you're just saying, like, oh, you're supposed to. No, it's not your job. It's not people's job to believe in you. It's your job to make them believe. So when you go from there, it's like, okay, cool. I got to really make this thing look like the one so people can believe in it mm-hmm. and get behind it and support it and we can keep going forward. I want to talk about this. Let's talk about this because we all can, can attest to it. What is it like when you finally, when somebody does let go of their job 
or maybe you know you're not working anymore. You're full time entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and you got your business, and now you're really starting to have success. What I experienced that too? Like, what's the what's the mindset, and what's some of the things that either if it's pitfalls or things that you did well. What were those two things? What is what you did well to have success, uh-huh. and then what's some of the pitfalls that people can fall into having success now that you you know you're a full time entrepreneur and you now are selling your product or selling your service? I have momentum. Mm-hmm. You gotta have momentum before you go quit your job. Have some kind of momentum. Mm-hmm. Don't quit just off of a dream and motion. Don't be emotional about it. Have a real deal. Like okay, oh, this is picking up. Mm-hmm. Like people, people are buying. People rocking with the brand. So the first time, 2018, I quit my job and blah, blah, blah. It went up, then it went down. Actually, I was getting sales. I was making sales. That was my first year making like $5,000 in a year off my brand. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it wasn't enough to support my support me for through the whole year. By the time, right. uh, that summer, I went crazy. But by the time like October came, it was like, uh, people want, it, it, get, it gets slow. Mm-hmm. Fashion industry in general gets slow in the winter. Now, 2021, I quit my job and I'm like, all right, baby, I'm doing Uber. And like I'm, I'm a uh, work. I'm gonna sell a couple clothes, but guess what? I just start going harder and harder on the clothes. Mm-hmm. I had momentum, and from there, bro, I quit my job in like February, March. I was doing okay. April, I think I went up and hit like seven, like around like seven bands. And Florence marketing, marketing kicked in from mm-hmm. April, from like March and April, like two influ- big influencers I worked with. It kind of circulated around mm-hmm. by May, bro. I did sixteen bands. I'm like, oh shit! I'm going up. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm, I'm by myself. This, I ain't never made this much money yeah, before. Facts. I've been working a job since I moved out here. I ain't right. never made this in one month. Yeah, that month is stay consistent through that whole year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, it worked. But the biggest thing is I had momentum, mm-hmm. and what I did was I had a I had low key had like a a, a found not low key I had a foundation. I had, it was me and my lady. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't just out here alone. We was helping each other. I'm helping her. She helping me. Um, I got multiple streams of income, mm-hmm. so I got her, I got her business, and where she worked, I got, um, at that time I had, I was, Uber was putting me through, I had Uber, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna hold you, COVID had hit, <laughs> <laughs> we got to get to that, COVID, yeah, we got to talk COVID about COVID, COVID <laughs> had hit, a little, little unemployment, <laughs> I had a little, little uh, stimulus, you know what I'm saying, so I had multiple streams and I was just working <laughs> I had a little That's a wild time. I, I wasn't a, I wasn't fortunate enough to be a partaker. Hey, oh my god, god, man. Would you say pandemic? I had went up and then you gotta think about it. Everybody else had money at that time too. So like they had money to spend with me and, I, and like it yeah, really took me up through there. Mm-hmm. So that was the first time I have I had made six figures and I ain't I wasn't working no job. I mean I, I, I did this myself. First time I get it, I get it myself. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you gotta think, you gotta know my belief through the roof. Yeah, you, know, you know, you can't tell legit. me. I am boom, this boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Guess what happened? What happened, bro? I'm talking. Let's talk about. Came around again. <laughs> the winter time came around again. That's what it is. It's, yeah. You got you. So now, when you approach, you gotta say, okay, cool. I can't, I can't go through this again. How do I survive the winter? Mm. How do you survive the winter? You see what I'm saying? What they uh. What that is when uh what what animal that is that stash uh what they stash nuts don't they stash it for the winter mm-hmm. you gotta, so when the summertime coming and you up and you lit and the shit jumping you gotta be thinking about the rainy day yep mm-hmm. so what you do for me my biggest thing was like okay cool I gotta go back nine to five that's the only way I could go I could I could get it without you know what I'm saying I gotta go back nine to five just to just to keep everything steady and then I just gotta make my process 
of uh, my business process more efficient. Mm. So what that means, I got to take me out of it. How can I run my play, still run my same play without me being there? That's mm. that, that leads me to my to my next question because I'm curious. Because the last time we talked, I was like, bro, how like how are you making these clothes this quickly? Mm-hmm. No, I, last time I know, you're a one-man band. You know what I'm saying? One so how are you pushing out custom clothes so quickly now like you ASOS? You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So talk, talk to me. How did you, how did you scale past yourself? So 2018, mind you, I said 2021 when I phew, shot up, went crazy. 2000 and then these years, man, these years, these years go 2008, crazy. 2019 when I moved back to Atlanta, mm-hmm. that's when I got my manufacturer, Jay, my boy Jay, uh, my boy Jay, old Korean guy, uh, crazy. been doing it for a long time, but he's crazy name. with it, you know what I'm saying? So. He um I met Jay and Jay was the only person I could find in Atlanta that didn't require minimums. Mm. We was talking about pre-orders earlier, and that was wow. That I was can never thing. do that. You gotta if you don't know, like I'm gonna tell y'all, anybody starting a brand, bro, it costs a lot of money to run a clothing brand. Oh yes, it's it like does. this shit is not cheap at it all. Does. You it, see what I'm saying? Man. It's it's a lot of it's a lot to come with this. Mm-hmm. Jay set me down, just, and he became almost like an uncle. I would say, um, just because he would always give me game. It was hard for me to understand it, but after like being with him for so many years, I could understand what he would be saying. And he just Reese, very, very expensive. Very, very, just clothing is very, very expensive. It's a lot, it's very stressful, very stressful. And he would put me down, and he ain't never lie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he didn't never, because I, I feel it now. You see what I'm saying? So when I got Jay, I started pumping. Jay came to me one time on top of COVID. Jay said, man, it's rough. He said, Reese, I think I'm about to shut it down. Like, it's rough. Mm-hmm. I felt responsible for some reason. I don't know why I felt responsible. But it was just like a spark in me to say, like, okay, I'm about to run it up. Like, as much as you can go, I said, Jay, I'm going to turn it up now. I'm like, but I turn it on. Like, you going you gonna to be able to get it going? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I just I just start going hard. I just start going hard. I start posting, posting, posting. My One of my best friends, he came through. He put me in the game. I told you clothing the game is expensive. It was hard for me to ever have uh, clothes on hand. People always want to hit me up and say, you got it on hand, you got it on hand. I can never have it on hand because guess what? I had to drop a bag just to have it on hand. Mm-hmm. And I never, I told you my situation, I wasn't having no bread just to damn, just to drop crazy. Right. So what I do, if you made something, if you, if you, if you ordered a shirt today, mm-hmm. I'm doing content with that shirt. Mm. If you get what I'm saying, I'm selling my next piece off what you just off made. Off what you just made. Mm. Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? So every time a new order come in, I'm camera, 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 and then everybody seeing it. And they think I got it a bunch of on hand. I really don't have it on hand. This is somebody's order. This shit going on out today. As soon as I get from this video, it's getting packed up and sent out. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but you gotta. That's when you really you learning how to like finagle. And so I can't really give somebody else my formula, mm-hmm. especially with the custom. A lot of people doing like uh, t-shirts and I that I I don't. That's, That's the that. pre-order game. Yeah. I only know the custom game was where I, how I had to work it. Now, I told you, I never had a lot of clothes on hand. One of my best friends from college, one of my still my friends today, he invested. He gave me $1,500. $1,500. I went and took that fifteen, dollars and that $1,500 had made me, had made me that, uh, had took me up that month. Mm. That fifteen hundred had propelled me through that whole year. That fifteen hundred made me hundred. That fifteen hundred made me a hundred thousand dollars. Wow! Wow! I ain't gonna hold you. I'm putting you down. I'm putting y'all down. That fifteen hundred really was the reason Jeez. because at that time, I had already had the veto fit made. Mm. The veto fit was sitting at the house. Mm. When I got that call, I said, "Hey, man, pull up right now. in Fifteen minutes." It, the fit was hanging up. That would have never happened. 
That would have never. I'm telling y'all. I'm literally saying this would have never happened. So when you mix, uh, when you mix hard work and God's timing together, a lot of great things come out of it. But what I'm saying is, me and Jay and really um, developing a process to where I'm like, okay, cool. We got all our patterns set up. Uh, when the orders come in, Jay, this is how we're gonna come in. We're gonna, I'm gonna write these. I'm gonna draw these orders out right here. Um, I'm probably gonna go do ten this week. Here go ten. I'm gonna come back to you next week with some more. Once he come back, once I come back and picking up. 10 orders, I'm dropping off another 10. Mm. And I'm going home and I'm doing all the vinyl. I to every last order that it has ever went out, I still touched every last order. Mm. To this day, any let me oh, close okay. somebody got a mind, I've touched every last order. No order has come out under Reese Alexander Reese Alexander brand that I have not put my hands on. Okay. Still to this day. Matter of fact, it put you all the way down. I'm back sewing. Yeah, I saw I, I saw when you put it on the ground, you like, look, I'm I'm back, I'm back sewing. I'm back sewing, bro. Wow, you, what made you what made you go back to song? I lost my job. Mm, okay. I'm back outside. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. We let's, what did it say? Let's, what did say? let's, talk, let's about talk about it. Let's talk about it. I'm putting niggas all the way through. I'm outside. I'm outside right now. Mm-hmm. I lost my job November 18th. Mm-hmm. I just told y'all, I was just on the podcast. I'm like, y'all got a job. Two weeks later, job gone. <laughs> Man, how did it go? Did they fire you? So basically, no, yeah. So basically, I got laid off. But <laughs> but but let me tell you why. I got in an accident. Top of the so this to this job, they put you through this little kind of like strenuous little like onboarding process mm-hmm. where you're actually on in the field doing like work. And mind you, I told you I work way out here. Mm-hmm. And I live way like an hour away mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Yeah, bro. By the time I was getting home, I was sleepy as hell. I to, for this job, I was getting up three, four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, this shit, wow. Doing doing rigorous labor till about like two o'clock, and then I had to drive back home. Mm. So when I got back home, I was on the road, bro, on eighty five, bro. I fell asleep at the wheel, hit somebody in the back, boom. Ooh, like damn. All right, tell the job, boom, boom, this what's going on, boom, boom. So in Atlanta, I'm trying to pay my little ticket online, following too close, whatever, bro. I go to try to pay the ticket, you know, a day, a day or two before the day on court date. Yeah. Won't let me pay. I'm like, damn, I'll try the next day. Damn, won't let me pay. Whatever. I get a uh, FTA, failure to appear. I'm like, damn. I just need to get it settled. I'll get it settled. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Mind you, for my job, I drive. I literally mm-hmm. drive. Like, for oh, my job, I drive. I didn't know that, yeah. Like, I'm on their insurance and everything. Everything I drive, bro. The FT, the uh, failure to appear, I don't get resolved fast enough. These folks are spending my license. Mm. I can't work this job without, without a license. license. They say, yeah, you got two weeks to, to get it figured out. I'm running around all down Atlanta. I'm trying to get it figured out. I get it figured out. Boom. They say, I go back to work. They say, oh, well, um, yeah, you got you got it done. You got it figured out. But guess what, man? Um, you you put us at risk. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a liability. And they'll just come and don't take that lightly. They let me go. Same day. Same day they let me go. Car gets stolen. I'm like, whoa. Your car gets bro, stolen? Same day they let me go. Car gets stolen, bro. Where would you at? To get at stolen? home. In midtown, bro, whole a whole little thing. Atlanta, yeah. See, I told y'all don't come down here. <laughs> when I say Atlanta be beating my ass, but this shit, this shit, <laughs> shit, shit, shit niggas ass. deal with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but no, it's just real life. Daily, bro, daily. same day that they let me go, my car gets stolen. I'm calling the bank, say, hey man, car got stolen, man. Cause I'm on the insurance, so I gotta call in. Boom, boom, boom. They mm-hmm. say, oh, yeah, okay, well, we'll get that figured out. But uh, yeah, this is your last day. <laughs> I said, whoa. This is crazy. I couldn't get shaken up. Christmas and Christmas in three weeks. Mm-hmm. I was about to I got two little girls. Mm-hmm. What I'm gonna do? I'm back. I'm back in DMs. I'm back. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's go. I'm back on the sewing machine. I had to run it up. I just I'm 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 in mode right now. When I leave here, I'm going back to the sewing machine. Mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning. My girl go to work at seven. I wake up at seven. I get to it every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, but at this point, 
back in the day it would have broke me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the day I would have been in the bed. Yeah. Back in the day I would I'm just talking to my young nigga about this this morning. I would have been hurt. I would have been stomach balled up. I couldn't get out of bed. I would have been depressed. I would have been a broke down crying. I would have been a, I can't, I don't got no time for that right now. So when I go out here and I'm screaming MMDR, multi-million dollar run, I'm out here motivating people. I'm motivating myself, bro. Mm-hmm. This shit got to happen. I can't tuck no tail. I ain't got no time to be playing. I only, I only, you see high activity on the Instagram right now because this shit back, we got to get it back going. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Like Whatever we got to do, we reaching out, we calling people, whatever. We're getting it back going. And God willing, it's going to get back going. And God willing, I'm still applying for new jobs. And we're going to get it back going. But this is just a, you say, let's talk about it. I'm bringing y'all in on like, yo, this shit ain't all peaches and cream, boy. No, it's not. And that's, you know, this shit real. Me and Mark are real. We, we were talking about this. Was this yesterday? We were talking about this yesterday. It was like, yo, what, what, what is our podcast really? What's our vibe? And it's like, it's really taking people through it. Because a lot of people can talk about it after they've overcome it. But a lot of people, it's like there's so many more people in through than are on either side. On the side. other side. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. it's like, yo, when you, when you realize, yeah. like, yo, we are really on a, it's through millennials. We are going, we are all going through, through. Yeah. And it's like, and through. it's not even like through it doesn't have to be like bad. It's like yeah. you're going through something. That means you're progressing, um, you know, from one area of it to another area. Mm-hmm. Some people are going through, going from their first six figures to their first seven figures. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of through. Exactly. You know what I mean? There's individuals that are transitioning off of jobs and going into entrepreneurship full time. There are people that are going back to jobs from entrepreneurship. There are people that are building and, and, and scaling. And so through is just a, a action piece mm-hmm. of what you're going through. But mm-hmm. I, I think what we really want to be real about is like yo there's no there's no hype here we're talking about the real in regards to what we are experiencing Mm -hmm. and how we are finding new versions of ourselves through those processes of things that are happening in our Mm -hmm. lives Mm -hmm. and that's what you just said you said like all right this is not my first rodeo and the first time I was done for, you know yeah, what I'm saying? The first time I'm at home. This time I know exactly what type of time I'm on and I know exactly what to do to get out of it. And I know exactly how to, you know what I'm saying, move moving forward because I've learned from the last time. You know what I'm saying? And so like I, I think that was I wanna say I appreciate you for sharing that on the show because I really feel like there's somebody who's gonna be listening to this that like, damn, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like I know I talk to people all the time where they're just sharing with me what they're going through or you know, how they've come out of it or what they've been through, how they we talk talking about the same stuff mm-hmm. and i'm like bro that's crazy mm-hmm. but i also believe that when stuff starts coming against you heavy yeah. it's because you something are like something. breakthrough something like, about when to you go come, crazy like, when something about to happen through, like when you in that moment of like what the hell is right. happening it's like i know for a fact that when you when you get through that thing or you learn that same lesson or you're now being retested on a lesson that you were already taught all right let me see how you gonna handle it this time come on you know what I'm saying? Come on. And so now it's like, oh, I don't. Your faith in if now. you did a hundred thousand dollars by yourself mm-hmm. for fifteen hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and that was without the whole job situation, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. But the first time I did this, I only made a little bit of money, got a little arrogant, got a little hype. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I fell on my face, but now I, I got I got so much more wisdom mm-hmm. to carry over. I'm already knowing I'm passing this one. I I don't even got to worry about it. No car, no oh, job. Let me go. Okay, cool. I know exactly what to do mm-hmm. in this season. And so, like, man, I'm ex- I'm actually more excited that you lost the job mm-hmm. because of the mentality of who you are today than you were in 2016. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who you were when you left in 2018. Who you were when you you know what I'm saying like yeah. 2021. Like, I'm more excited about what you just said than everything we talked about this whole day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally, because it's real, bro. When I bro, when that when, when I tell you when I that day when like I said car I, I go outside to go get my girl from work car gone and these folks just told me I, I said man 
I ain't even, I couldn't even like, I ain't, I couldn't even shake. You was numb? I was numb. I said, I'm about to make it. Mm-hmm. I said, that's, that's how much my, I'm like, I'm, I ain't, I don't have to get too spiritual, but that's how much I be so deep in, tat, like tapped in with God. Like, no, for sure. Like God, like I hear, I hear what you saying right now. You saying something to me right now. Mm-hmm. Cause this just happened right here. Mm-hmm. Like, no, this is, this some odd shit right here now. Like, come <laughs> on, like, <laughs> like boom, boom. Like, yeah. okay, I'm telling hey, y'all, two of them. y'all saying like it's over. <laughs> I'm like, nah, God, me and God too locked in. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, we good. Yeah. Not miss something. Did I do something that I don't like, know okay. about? Did I forget? Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like, okay, God, what? A, okay, all right. Let me. Okay, you trying to say something? So let me then turn my ears all the way up mm-hmm. and let me just listen. Now I I can't do nothing else but work at this point. Like the other day, I caught myself getting a little like worried, and, and I said, I sit there and told my girl, I said, baby, I ain't supposed to be doing nothing else right now but working. Like you got to understand what I'm saying. Like no, no, no. When I say like, baby, like the weekend here. Mm-hmm. It ain't really no weekend right now. It's yeah. like twenty four seven for me right now. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, literally. At, like when I tell you, like I just, I just pushed out seven orders today. When mm-hmm. I having that conversation with you the other day, when I said like, when, when men, when we, when our back is against the wall and we feel like we gotta, we gotta make some shake, we we isolate. We don't need. I don't need to fraternize. I don't want to fraternize. I need to fucking work. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't do nothing else. I, I can't do nothing. Else. I can't even think about nothing else right now. Entertaining people and all that. No, no, that's not it. Because it's like it's like it's like ain't nothing coming from that, bro. Yeah, ain't nothing coming from that. And anything other than that is tuck and tell. And then when you start tuck and tell, you sitting there and you just getting punched. Life just hitting you. Mm. You ain't man. He punching. And you thinking he gonna stop? No. Then he gonna start stumping. <laughs> he gonna start. You know what I'm saying? No, like I'm, I'm being dead serious, y'all. That's this facts. is serious. So what you gotta do, man? You just gotta you. you boy, you better peel back and you better just throw one. You better <laughs> right. open land. You better bite a nigga leg or something <laughs> and get up and then get some ground and get your back against the wall because this this is how like life really is. Like you really gotta yeah. fight. Yeah, you gotta wake up every day and fight. So we in fight mode right now. Like we good. Like I ain't gonna hold you. We good. Like we straight. I say I got. got a foundation. We straight, but you know it's still saying? like all right. Now we know that she nah, flip hey, the switch and she can get, get ugly. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Huh? <laughs> it's the flip of the, the switch. switch. The, the wisdom comes in there. This cool, okay, but it cannot be cool too. All right, now. So, nah, that's fact. Come on, man. Car break down, toe come, somebody get hurt, this shit going downhill, boy. So, so now it's just a proactivity. I wrote down my prosperity plan. We just ain't no procrastination. Like I just told you, I pushed out orders all day. I went and got my, 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 my lady and my baby right. I'm coming out here. I did this. I'm coming back home. I'm sewing. I'm doing a podcast tomorrow. I got a fashion show Friday. High activity is just going to create the momentum that mm-hmm. we need to just keep going and keep going and keep going. So that's all it is, too. We just working. We can't do nothing else but work. I love it. I have one more question, though, because, you know, the reason and I and met. going to answer this question, too. The reason I met, you know, it's a lot of lady talk. And we do, I mean, this ain't a couple's podcast, but we do talk. I mean, we married, obviously. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. A, it's a lot of couple shit. But how do you feel like your lady changed, like, the dichotomy of, like, your lifestyle as a business owner, um, as a man, and of course you're already a father, but what's the difference? You know, we talk about men having a good woman in their lives, mm-hmm. um, and people hear about it from Malcolm. Obviously, his life is 
very. Because I think that's real Like talk about how she's kind of changed you and, and like what's different about your level of work ethic um, Because of having the right partner in your life That's real I'm glad you asked that um, Bro I ain't gonna hold you Bro me and my lady so locked in bro And it's, it's two things It's me being a different area in my life that I'm able to be who I need to be for her. Because mm-hmm. you a lot of niggas are ruining a lady. You mm-hmm. will have a good lady, but you don't burnt your lady out. You don't cheat on her five times. She done caught you. She's self-conscious. She don't know. She think you burnt. You know what I'm saying? You don't, and Now you can't even just get that happy and good love and just, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So me being a person that like, man, I've been, I cut the streets out. I got two kids, by the way. Like, awesome. hey, I'm, I'm out the street. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? I'm, come on now. No. So I'm I'm so tapped in with my brand and my and just giving my love to my lady and my kids that it allows her to love me the way she needs and she can love me and the mm-hmm. best she can. And that on the other side is that like, bro, my lady is like the truth. Like my lady gonna man, my lady gonna take care of me. She gonna rub my back. She gonna cook my food. She gonna take my socks off when I get in the bed. If I lay down, I'm asleep. She gonna take my jewelry off and put yeah. it up. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I ain't and, touching no feet. I love her. But what I'm just saying is it just like uh, just her this. level of just to making sure like you see yeah. what I'm saying. Service and that know. just that makes me want to go hard for her every day. You see what I'm saying? Rub my feet. Hey man, my lady rubbing feet for sure. But I'm gonna rub her feet, and I'm gonna go. You know, I'm, I'm a, so we just we just right, back right. and forth. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. But um, my lady, she like ankle hold. She my anchor. Like she really, mm-hmm. she really hold me down, and she just a good woman. I ain't never been no one for like uh, you know how you might think you want some McFlashy ass like ooh, nah, I like I need a real woman mm-hmm. like a real yeah, somebody person. to get it you, you know what I'm saying? saying like my my lady talked to her grandma like a couple times during the week you see <laughs> what I'm saying she got that's old right, wisdom she got the old head wisdom you know what I'm saying like I need a real woman like I don't need all that play play you don't know your bitch might be out in the street you know you need a somebody like okay I ain't got time to be playing around like my lady at the crib you know she gonna step out with a friend when she needs to I ain't saying she just but you know what I'm saying? Like she Absolutely. she locked in, we locked in, we on point. And I think just having that confidence and that love uh for someone and somebody you know that they got your back and you love it, like it's just it just make everything work. And how when was it's good response? and when it's bad. How yeah. was I was about to say that because like you just said like you lost your job, you got laid off, you you lost your car, whole situation. So I was like, what was that like like to have that kind of anchor when you going through like life life? It's a blessing, man. When I was going up, when I told you I had that amazing year, my lady was pregnant. Mm. She wasn't working. Mm. So I'm really out here going crazy for a reason. I ain't really going crazy just because, like, no, I'm really calm so I can pay the fucking bills. Mm-hmm. You shit get high. You know, niggas was standing all midtown going, man, what? I know. I, if I said, you're making more now, you, you know. You're making more, yeah, but you really make making more because you... Cause you don't signed up for more. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? That's why you making more. You ain't making up more. To life. Now you really got. You feel what I'm saying? So it's yeah. just like it just ups and now you just learning. So um, now on this side of it, it's just like now it's just, it's just like we ain't missing a beat though. Yeah, mm. like it's just like okay, baby. She like my baby to tell me every day like baby, I believe in you. You fine. Like I know you're gonna be all right. It's okay. Like she's still working. Like mm-hmm. it's still good. I'm still working. It ain't nothing changed, but it's just like, man, baby, I believe in you. Like, right. I, I promise you, you, you good. good. Like, go, just go. You know, and now she ain't got to tell me to go hard because she see me going hard. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, just knowing, like, nobody ain't over here thinking about jumping ship. Ain't nobody over here looking at you less. So nobody ain't thinking. Because my baby just know, like, I'm taking care of shit. 
job I just had was a big dog job. I ain't gonna hold you. Like I ain't that's the first time I ever had a big dog job like that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They go to taking care of all a bunch of shit. So she know I ain't no lame, no sucker ass nigga. But still, sorry, I ain't know if y'all are doing all that on your podcast. But I'm just saying, it's just like she seen me go get it before. Mm-hmm. She seen me go get it before, and she seen when I was like sad, saying she had to rub my back and say, "Baby, you got it, you got it, go, mm-hmm. go you can do it." Like she seen you up, down. she seen you up, you so see, you she see, already but know. She seen me up and see me down, but see me when I was down, and and, that, and in that moment, like said, "Come on, baby, you can do it," and then and made me shoot right back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So you know when you got somebody like that beside you, you don't want to just keep putting them on a roller coaster. Now I ain't saying that, but it's just good to know that mm-hmm. somebody beside you and they supporting you, everything that you're doing. Yeah. Having a good lady beside you doing entrepreneurship is like huge. They tell you that you read books, people they literally say get a good woman and y'all and focus focus mm-hmm. on her. Oh, you make way more money up. with one than trying to be you out here on multiple. Nobody playing with no women out here in Atlanta, Georgia, boy. Boy, end up. Man, man, you done money, money, <laughs> up man. Else. What? Come on, man. You been spent out. You don't go on five days. I got partners, real players. Get money. They go on five days a week. They probably spend about a thousand dollars just on dates. It's crazy. I ain't got time for that, and I'm trying to invest into a business and go up. I got two. No, come on, I ain't got time with my lady. The section of the show, we're gonna call it the comment section, obviously, right? Okay. Okay. So we have. I think we all three can probably attest to this this question that I'm about to read out um, from somebody from a later show we did from an earlier show. I think it was the first show. Yeah, the first episode. And just to let y'all know, jacket I was wearing on the first show was made custom made by. My guy right here. So go check that out and go get it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, what he said is, he said, you mentioned at some point in business, if this was a traditional company, there's a point where the company will consider selling. So my question is, when you look at it from a traditional business aspect, let's use nightlife industry for the example of my question. If If you've had tons of success in nightlife and changes or transitions happen and you have to pivot, sell the club, revamp, et cetera. Most may leave that particular partnership club, make adjustments in ownership, but still be in the industry of, of nightlife. The question is, what will make you say, okay, network marketing industry was my biggest success, seen millions, I've known it works 100%, will make me walk away 100% for good from the industry versus just the particular company, partnership, business model, products, or whatever, restructuring or taking a different approach pivot but still in some way remain a part of the industry so basically we what i guess he's asking is why leave the entire industry as opposed to maybe you know moving on but still having your hand in In that industry in that industry i'll say network marketing in particular um was my footing in entrepreneurship i got started as an entrepreneur building websites um from web development i was working at the studio doing marketing um from doing marketing at the studio, um, I was getting my master's at the time in entertainment business, and I'm like, I just, I'm just knowing that entertainment is my way to go, um, just because that's what I knew. But I found network marketing, which was kind of off the off the the script for me. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I actually delve into it was to prove to myself that I could be consistent at something. Mm-hmm. Because for me, starting in that level of business was. 
I'm not consistent often um, outside of school and sports and all that kind of stuff like that. Like my level of consistency was like, yo, this done got a little fickle, got a little hard. It ain't moving like I thought it was going to move. Um, and so let me just go do this. Let me go do something else. And so this was the first time I decided to like, regardless of what this looks like, the process and, you know, in my mind, I thought I was going to be making $10,000 a month in my first 90 days, although I had never had success in business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so for me, it was like taking the time to really learn the skill sets that were necessary to build a business. I think network marketing is one of the greatest industries if you're getting started in entrepreneurship to understand business, especially if you don't work corporate America like how y'all did, where like corporate America gives you the inside scoop, especially if you have a good position, but it gives you the inside scoop of how businesses are run. From a network marketing standpoint, um, you become the contractor in the business. You're running your own business within that company, if that makes sense. I was about to say that. Yeah, like in network marketing in particular, it provides you with an opportunity to run your own business, but you're just a part of a greater company. So all the products and all the stuff like that is taken care of. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do all the the deeper work, which is, you know, setting up the legalities and all that kind of stuff, like developing the products. You just have to go become a better better at sales of it, better at leading people and teaching them how to do the same thing. So some of the key skill sets that I learned in that business were, um, one, I didn't like public speaking. I wasn't good at it. Um, I couldn't properly articulate something in order to sell something, one, but also in order to cast the vision. So these are multiple things, like from one thing of just learning how to speak better and be confident in speaking. I don't learn how to lead people. I don't learn how to move people into action um, just to work with me. I've learned how to move people into action to um, purchase from me, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff like that. And then I learned how to lead people and then show them how to do the same thing I was doing. I learned how to teach people. I learned how to um, push my own products. You know what I'm saying? And then what happened for me was like, it's not, I realized that these were actually things that were in me. I needed a way to get them out of me. I needed a way to show myself what was within me. And when I did that, that took me back to all the things that I had left behind in saying, like, there's more for you to do. There's more within you to do. So it doesn't, sometimes it's not necessarily about moving away from the industry of any industry. It's realizing that there's more to what you can do or what you possess that doesn't have to only be confined to this space. Mm. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's so, being in network marketing, it's very, very hard to get out. Yes. Like, because there's, there's, so, there's so many mental aspects to staying and being into a network marketing company because we're talking about personal development. So most of the time you're growing as a person, you're growing as a person and everything you do is centered around this product or company or Mm -hmm. this leadership. Mm -hmm. And by the time you leave it, I think people who leave network marketing need therapy of some sort. No, that's a fact. And to his question of why, why leave instead of just doing something inside the Industry is because I just noticed that I was a 1099. I didn't own a business. Mm-hmm. I was a contractor mm-hmm. of this business. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't sell my business if I wanted to. Just think if, mm-hmm. if I could sell the peak at, at our peak. We were bringing in what, we were bringing million in eight million a year, a mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. for the company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I could sell that. Crazy. What could I, you know, what could I have done? Right off in the sunset. Right off in the sunset. So obviously, if I can't do that, obviously, if I want to do that one day, I have to create something that I can do that Yeah. for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have to be able to create a product or a service or something that I can sell. Or maybe work even smarter and buy a business mm-hmm. that I can sell one day. Right. But that's stuff so, that you, you know what I'm saying? Things think over- about before you were thinking this way. Exactly. So 
it, it wasn't more so uh let me just get out of the industry to get out it was more so like a an awakening for me like mm-hmm. okay i had i i accomplished every single goal that i had that i had for within this that space. industry mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. within that space i was never going to i was never meant to do it forever you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i was never meant to do it forever but i it was a season of where when i needed it now i thought i was going to be doing it forever you so did you did for me that. like i literally <laughs> wanted to be the absolute best and be at the absolute top of this industry mm-hmm. um but like i said over time i started to see like like you said the winter of business i was up top but then we experienced the winter oh, okay. and yeah. this was a yeah. cool oh, no, this, this, this winter, winter this was a, this winter wasn't a season and i don't i don't regret the winter because the high the, the summer and the spring they 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 were so fruitful um, that the winter was very taught me more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. yo, it's easy to believe in everything when everything is rising. It's easy to believe in everything when you don't. You've never won either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you haven't experienced anything good from a business or um, building and creating something, like every moment of elevation, you're like, oh, this is lit. Mm-hmm. This is lit. Oh, this is getting crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, cool. And you swear to God that you're literally going to stay there. Yeah. That first time you have even of this, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, what is this? Mm-hmm. Then you go back, all right, cool, okay, I can cool, do this. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, wait whoa, a minute. Whoa, whoa. All right, now, what, what are we doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For sorry for the, those of you who are listening, because I'm definitely moving my arms. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like when you start to experience both the peaks and the valleys, mm-hmm. it's like you have to understand what to do, like you said, in a valley. Yeah. And when I started to learn what to do in the valley, that's where I started to see more of what Brittany was capable of yeah. that didn't only didn't didn't have to be confined to or restricted to this specific industry. So I had to kind of figure out what actually were my skill sets mm-hmm. is my skill set an industry or am i actually good at sales am i am i good at marketing am i good at vi- being a visionary to see and i realized through all of this that my my, my gifting is so specific mm-hmm. it's i can sit in a room and listen to somebody talk to me about what they want to do and all their ideas kind of feel like it's a bunch of stuff in the cloud and i can help you kind of sort yeah, through here here's how we navigate through some of the initial things to do your next steps as well as what can i do to now make money from this how can i become profitable what are the things that i have to do to now market that thing to become profitable mm-hmm. and etc that's why we're asking you that because i'm also doing research you know to what are other people doing who are successful mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and so but i found that out through the conversations that i was already having and the skill sets that i already developed the issue for me was i didn't know how to communicate all of this stuff mm-hmm. that's what that five-year period six-year period in that business helped me do mm-hmm. yeah. take something i don't know nothing about mm-hmm. and learn how to communicate it effectively to people so they understand and they buy into what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I can take that skill set anywhere. anywhere. That's a real skill set. That's the skill set. That's that's the skill set that's making the world go around. Million dollar skill set. Well, I think uh do we do life lessons? Yeah. I mean, what what would you say your life lesson would be based upon, you know, just breaking down your entire years here being in Atlanta? Something that you learned throughout your journey. Man, you gotta believe in yourself, man. Um and then you also got to match your faith with your work. Mm. When I say it, when you take that as a lesson, you know, not getting too big-headed, keep good, good relationships. You spoke about me being a, a pretty decent networker. I appreciate that, but that's serious. Mm-hmm. Look, um, cultivating all these relationships, these are the same people that are going to um, uplift you when you're down. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? These people that's, that's going to put a good word in for you when you need them to. 
or when she get cold and you need a job and they're gonna they're gonna give you the referral mm -hmm. or with anything but what i'm saying is uh the biggest thing to take away uh just from being in atlanta is just that it's all about streams you don't want to ever get uh like you like my dad always say don't put all your eggs in one basket mm -hmm. because at the end of the day you never know now you just you don't know you don't know what guy got playing or what the world got playing you don't know nothing but you just always want to be prepared so um and anytime you get a chance like put it build another little stream I'm always thinking about the next play mm -hmm. because at the end of the day the way you go up having one two three four five six seven going crazy mm -hmm. just like y'all was going crazy one thing just I was going crazy one thing well if we had three things mm -hmm. going crazy and we took that bread and put it on the fourth and it mm -hmm. went boom and then we took all that bread and just put it on you see what I'm saying mm -hmm. or we went to go buy a business or whatever but streams don't put all your eggs in one basket be grateful match your faith with your work and I think that's the biggest biggest takeaway I'm gonna say my takeaway from this whole conversation is trust your process. Your process is never gonna look like anybody mm -hmm. else's, um, and trust what's happening in every moment and every season because it's all setting you up for the next one. Um, so that's what I would say. Trust your process. Yeah, I, I think I would say never get too high, never get too low. Um, never believe in your own hype because the law of polarity says anything that you've done well, mm -hmm. there's a polar opposite to it. Mm -hmm. There's a polar opposite to everything, man and woman, night and day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So success, failure, everything has this polar opposite. And sometimes it's not that it, it's not that it that it, it'll never come. It's it's about when will it? You know what I'm saying? And to be wise in the season that your polar opposite is is success. Mm -hmm. Be wise in that moment because the opposite of it is also a failure that is coming. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not to be negative. It's it's the inevitable. It's the opposite. It's the polar. It's the law of polarity. Awesome. Well, listen, bro. We want to say thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you and find you um, and connect with you. Follow me underscore Reese Alexander R E S E Alexander. Y'all know. I yeah. It'll be up there. Look at this shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look at the shirt, man. But yeah, follow me. Tap in with the brand. Um, we still we still working. Um, we chopping up clothes every day. We working hard every day. Um, we meet new people. We keeping our eyes, you know, set on the prize. We ain't giving up no hope. Head down. We're not tucking no tail. Hey, let's do it. Well, listen, I'm your co-host, Brittany Garrison. I'm Malcolm Garrison. And you can follow me at Brittany Denell on all platforms. And you can follow me at Malcolm underscore two underscores Garrison. And don't forget to follow the show. So let's talk about a pod. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. Um, follow subscribe. us on subscribe. Yeah. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to like, share, um, comment, tell a friend. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace. Hey, listen, are you looking to take your So Let's Talk About It podcast experience to the next level? Well, you have to join the VIP circle. We're calling it the Close Friends. And the Close Friends is where you're going to get behind the scenes access, looking at what does it really take to create this show? And you're going to get first access to everything that we're doing. We're talking about live events. We're talking about merchandise. You're going to know first. But what I'm most excited about is a new segment we're launching to the show called the comment section. In the comment section, is where we're going to be answering your questions. We're going to be answering your comments and responding live on the show. And so we want to hear from you. This is not just us talking. It's not just entertainment, but it's a community. We're all on this self-discovery journey together. So we want to hear from you. So make sure you click the link in the show notes. So let's talk about it pod.com and join the VIP circle. Come into the close friends and we can't wait to hear from you. Now back to the show.